Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 188. 188 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. My favorite rum, your favorite rum, Parse Rum. When I say Parse, you say rum. rum. You know what I'm really excited for? I'm really excited to do CubsCon Live Compound episode again and say, when I say Parse, you say, and everybody's, you just say rum. That was a cool experience. You guys are invited. Okay. You guys are invited to the. Yeah. Cubs con. I, got, I got Mets con that weekend. Sorry. Let's go Mets. <laughs> We're going to do that. That's, that's like that's what's hard. funny is like it's not even a joke in that I am at the point like I grew up a Yankees fan. I'm not a fan of any team anymore. I root for the people I know now. Like I like the Mets because Zach's there. I like the Cubs because I know obviously Ian and then a lot of other guys. And then like if Jared Young gets called up to the Cardinals, I'm going to be a Cardinals fan. You guys play him. I hope he gets three homers, but. I don't know who I want hey, to win. Did you see that um thing that got tweeted at us? The picture of JY hitting and his dad. Yeah, that was actually sick. Thin? That was sick. That was so I cool. Forgot. Um, oh. I can look really quick to see who sent it to us. When did it get tweeted at us? Like a, a couple days ago, maybe a week yeah, ago. Hang on. I want to find it. I actually don't even think I liked it. That's not That's nice. Pretty rude. No, I listen, had a lot of things going on. Oh, we'll get to Ooh. that in a second. Yeah, no, not not even we'll, that. We'll slow it down. No. Well, I don't know. This where episode is brought to you by Parse Rum. Go to Benny's. Go to your local liquor store. Stack up on Parse before the holidays. Uh, there's also long list on uh, Parse's Instagram of all of the places where it's sold in Florida. So if you're in Florida and you're looking for Parse, long list of places. It's all over the place. Or just take a flight to Florida to go get your Parse and then come back. I can't see anything with JY anywhere on any of my things. I, I can't find it either. That's really weird. That's really weird. Um, well, I'm, I'm in Dakota's likes right now, and it's all about Dan's AI sports picks. We're going to do Guys, the He's got an live. algorithm. He's got Dakota's an algorithm. Dakota's liking all of them. Rough it's rails money, early, dude. He's winning Tom, me money. Get the boys back on the rails. He's winning me money. If anyone wants to follow him, that's a shout out. Maybe that guy will give me free picks. If he starts charging, they're all free. We're doing CubsCon Compound Live again. Very excited. We don't have the guest list finalized, uh, but we're working on it. Working on who's going to be coming on, all the guests. And it's going to be a great time, like it was last year. And Dakota said he's going to guest uh, appear uh, at CubsCon and help me uh, host. Uh, I would like that. that. That'd be a lie. Um, uh, it's just funny scrolling through my like sack now that I'm doing it. It's literally either a tweet about one of you two or something Big Cat tweeted. And that is the only things I like. Or Dan's AI sports pick. Yep. If you want some winners, give him a follow. The th- the we- funny thing is, I randomly, real quick, I know Ian's going to get mad. I found that account randomly like popped up on my feed. And like nine other people that I follow also follow this random guy. So like, it's got to be pretty good. All right, continue. Tom, Tom, are you are you editing that all out, or are you going to keep that in? Keep it in. Yeah, that's. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how I Why? feel. Like that's a, that's a game time decision. What's wrong with that? It's not illegal. Tom, how are you feeling about the Yankees' chances of signing Yamamoto? I want him to be a Met. I I'm a little bit worried when Uncle Stevie might drop a real bag. Uncle Stevie yeah. might be also the Dodge. I mean, I would say I feel like. 30% chance the Yankees sign him because it feels like it's the Dodgers and the Mets are equally right there with the Yankees. So, 
But if if they've talked about Cashman's made it very clear that pitching is the priority now, uh, we'll see what happens. I did see today a, a funny Yankee headline that Stanton said his goal for the offseason is to uh, reestablish his athleticism, which is not something I've ever heard anyone say before, and I don't know how you do that. Because I would love to reestablish my athleticism too, but I kind of feel like it's come and gone for me and Giancarlo, if I'm honest. If, if I had to guess, I think he's probably saying, and this is – in no way factual. I'm thinking he's probably like, I'm too stiff and muscular and he probably wants to get more limber and, uh, uh, maybe stretched. a little bit more flexible, yeah, maybe some flexible, running word. flexibility running. Maybe he's going to do Pilates all off season. Always maybe good when you're paying a guy $30 million a year who needs to restore his athleticism. That's that's, we all need to restore stuff. our athleticism. Ian, uh, does, uh, Frankie Lindor have a gold glove. He does. Yeah. So might then have a plat- if I was, might have a, might have a platinum. If I was the Mets, I'd say, hey, listen, Yamamoto, do you like a middle infield with a platinum glove winner and then a future platinum glove winner? Do you like that sort of thing? How about I was looking a few, I was looking, I don't know if it was during the season or not. I graded out pretty poorly on some of the positions that I played. I didn't love it. That was mean. I I know, Mm -hmm. I know long. If you think I'm looking at stats, you're insane. It's an eye test thing, and I'll take you over anyone. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Lindor has Lindor has two gold gloves. Do you want to talk to my do you want to talk to my guy, the analytics guy about Ian's defense? got a guy that juices his stats. I know he does. No, no. He's a guy, he's a guy that is awesome from the analytics side, and you can see your deficiencies and you can work on them in the offseason. He doesn't no, I know any. my backhand. Zach, I know. Doesn't, Zach doesn't have any. Yeah. So um I guess really nothing to work on. <laughs> okay. Well, we then you don't talk to him. Um <laughs> Tom, sorry, I was just hyping up my boy. If the Yankees spend three hundred million on Yamamoto, are you comfortable with that, or are you like, Lee? Oh, I'm very. I mean, it's not my money. I'm very comfortable spending someone else's money. Well, the, yeah. Well, that's true, but you run into the you run into luxury tax problem. You run into the problem where if they spend X, then they don't have money to spend on Soto. Can bring back Soto or bring in somebody else over. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you that's a that's a fair point. If you if you make it in terms of could it affect them bringing in Soto next season again, that would be a concern. But Yamamoto's, I I feel really having now done more research into him a little bit, I I feel pretty confident that he's going to be a guy. So you, I think it's obviously anytime you're bringing someone over who's never pitched in the majors, it's a roll the dice a little bit. But the numbers that he's put up, it's hard to imagine him whether it's a right away or maybe even takes him a year or two, it's hard to imagine not him not finding success in America. So it also, he's also 25 years old, which is a huge, which is different than a lot of other guys that have come over. A lot of times they've been <laughs> later in their careers. Yeah. Coming over at 25. So even if it does take you a couple of years to figure it out, you're still only 27, 28 and you have, you know, six, seven more years of that contract to be really good. Like there's. Ian, can I ask, Somebody's, um, gonna, somebody's gonna get a good player. God, are Cubs gonna do anything? I mean, what's why do I why do I feel like I'm not hearing them in on anyone? They got it's, they have they have to have so much money to spend. They're in on everybody. It's a it's a early Apparently in the off not. season. It's early in the off season. There hasn't been that much money spent. There hasn't been that much that's gone on yet. No, I more so I more so meant like towards the end of Otani, they weren't talked about at all. Like they were the early like ooh Cubs in on Otani. Ooh, Cubs in on in on Yamamoto, and I feel like I haven't heard anything about them on either of them. Or well, obviously Otani, but Yamamoto. There's a there's a lot of good players out there still. I'm obviously I haven't gone through the free agent process, but 
going into the new year without a team for so many of these guys has got to be tough. Whew. That's I, that, like you, you obviously want to get the best deal you can as a player, but at the same time, you're like, oh. I mean, the thing is, it's probably easier when you know, like, like Blake Snell, like I'm going to get signed. Like someone's going to pay me $250 million. Like it's going to happen. Yep. It's just seeing how much you can get. Yeah. Just the not being able to set up your spring training and where knowing where you're going to go and for sure in the house or wherever that's, that's got to be tough. But mm-hmm. the I, the, mar- the market's going to break for like one of those dudes. And then the whole thing is going to go. Well, I kind of felt we said that about Otani too. I was like, didn't we feel that way with Otani? We said that about Otani too. It does feel like the teams that are in Yamamoto, then they're going to be on Snell. Once Snell goes, then Montgomery goes. That's what I was going to say. Once like Snell, Belly, once the like two hundred plus million dollar contracts are gone, I feel like all the rest go pretty like boom, 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 boom. It, yeah, it should move pretty quick because um, then teams are scrambling to be like, all right, well, who is our quote unquote backup plan for not getting this guy? I wonder if there's like a bunch of conversations going on where they're like, hey, just checking in. How's that number? Thinking I wonder if teams. You. Is there a lot of thinking about you going on? Hey, thinking about you. <laughs> you think teams tell guys like, hey, listen, we're trying to get Yamamoto, but like if we don't, like we'd love to sign Montgomery. Yeah, I'm sure like, they say <laughs> that. I'm sure they say that with like different words too. Like, yeah. Hey, Ian, you know, we're just waiting to see what the market does, as in, yeah. you know, like overseas. Coming over here, you know, just going to see where everybody's going. Just waiting on the market. Yeah, just the market, man. It's that time of the year, man. But hey, I can see you in our colors. So we have a we have a big announcement. Uh, We one of us has a big announcement, and it's presented by Bruce Bolt. I wish we were still sponsored by uh, what was uh, the Kendra Scott. I wish we were still sponsored by Kendra Scott. That'd be perfect. Dang it. Me too. Me too. That's a that's a free ad. Bruce Bolt, the best batting gloves in the game. Zach loves them. He's wearing yeah, them. Zach, them. you got a pair right next to you. I don't have them. I don't have. They're in my car. Oh, they're in his car because he's he's. Uh, are you going to go hit after this or? Yes, I am. Don't yep, ask dumb questions. Come on. About to kid go. About to go hit after this. So the, the gloves kid? are already in the oh. car, packed up, ready to go. Bruce Bolt, the gun. Best gloves in the game. They're insanely comfortable. They last forever. They're my gloves that I use on the field. I got baby blues. I got white with baby blue. Go check them out. Perfect holiday gifting. Might still be time to order them. And they also have shorts. Five inch, seven inch. Dakota yeah, Lakes, nice five hat. inch. What's yeah. on your head? Yeah, I was going to say, what's yeah, on your head? It's a great hat that I got. Any one of those. BruceBolt.us. BruceBolt.us. Go check them out. Now, Zach, do you have uh, something you want to tell the people? Yeah, I um I got engaged this weekend. Um. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you yeah, did. did. Yep. She uh, look at our little boy. Look at our little boy. Our little yeah. boy growing up, a big boy. Yeah, it worked out well. Had a lot of help from people. Um, it was great. Great day. A lot of family involved. A lot of friends involved. Um, enjoyed it, obviously, but kind of glad it's over now. You know, on to Christmas. Are you gonna tell a story? No. Tell a story. Yes. People want to hear the story. Yeah, you know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, I wanted it to be more so just a surprise of the day because, like, kind of knew it was coming just in general where we are, where we are at in our lives. Um, and I wanted to really keep it as casual as possible. You know, we went to our favorite coffee shop in the morning, and then we took our dog Chop for uh, for a walk at this nice area where there's a huge trail, you know, and uh, on the way out, I had, you know, our photographer set up, 
Monica from the Tigers, who Fallon became friends with this year, was great. Um, she flew out for it. Yeah, I. Uh, it was awesome. great. It was it was awesome. Yeah, she um, flew out, or you flew her out. Yeah, boy yeah, got well, money. Hey. That boy got money. Um, no, it was great. You know, like I said, she was she was a huge help. It was great seeing Fallon's reaction when, you know, she saw her. Um, Did she see her before you proposed or no? No. So that was okay. that was funny. So where she told me she was, I kind of saw her walking up. And then some little, I don't want to say commotion happened in the middle of like this field where it was. It's like this mansion place with like a dog, a dog or just a trail in general. People bring their dogs there. And one dog just wasn't on a leash and like took the guy's Frisbee or something. He was like, can you get your dog? Like, so Fallon was looking over there and like Monica was right in that area where she was looking and I could see her. And I'm like, son of a bitch, like she's going to spot her. (laughs) And I had to wait for these two guys who were walking like by us to get out of the way because I knew the pictures were going to be right there. So I was stalling and I was like, if I stall for any longer, she's going to see Monica out there. So ended up, I waited just enough. The pictures came out great and there's nobody in the background or anything. And it was a complete surprise. And again, her seeing Monica was was pretty special. And her brother came out um, and then we had a little family thing at a restaurant after and it, it was a good day. Will you admit you were nervous now? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. You, you like, tried to play it cool. Did with you us. have sweaty palms? How were your palms? No, I was good, man. I was no. good. I got asked if I was shaking, put on the ring. I said, no, I'm good. I, you're, I might have started over my word a, liar. a bit, but I was good. What do you mean? You were, you, the whole time, Ian, were texting him. I texted she's right, him. She's 20, right here. I'm trying to play it cool. Come on. I texted him 20 times about this probably during the week. And every time I have to text him, like, is the chat secure? Like, yeah. Just I mean, in case yeah. she saw who's, her phone. His phone. Yeah, and who's, yeah, I mean. I didn't she, give it away. I was smart. She wouldn't have suspected anything if she's. If I said, her. "Is the chat secure?" She'd be like, "Oh, Zach's proposing." Like those. She'd be like, two "Oh, nine. what's that about?" Then you'd make something up. You're quick on your feet. No, but yeah, you're quick on your feet. The day of, this is how I knew you were nervous. He was asking our group text what hat he should wear and what shirt he should wear to be able to like hide the ring. Like he's like, "Do well, I go was, beanie or okay, do I go so, back?" Like, what do I do? So that was the thing. It was warmer than I suspected. So I was like man, I can't really go with jacket. Like, I, I can't. And this one sweatshirt I was going to wear, I'm like, well, you can't do that either because it's going to stick out. So I just had a vest and I could, I thought she saw it. I don't know how she did it, but I'm walking the whole time. I'm just like, I mean, she's probably looking right at it. Um, um, when I, I proposed, I had my ring in my pocket for like an hour and a half, two hour car ride. And I would just every two seconds, still there. Yeah. Still there. <laughs> yep. Um, I did that. I did do that a few times too. I was just like checking it. I was like, all right, can't go out of the pocket. That's zipped up anyway. So and one of our buddies tried to tell him not to wear a hat at all. And I was like, if he goes no hat, she'll definitely know something's going on. Cause Zach, if anyone knows Zach, he always has a hat. on. Yeah. And like, that's what I was saying. So like, again, I was like, I had not sweat, like nice sweatpants on with like a vest and a hood and sneakers on. Cause I like, if I wore jeans to go take chop for a walk, it would have been like, what are you doing? What? Yeah. So, you know, the pictures might be tainted a little bit because I had a hoodie or a, a beanie on, but it's worth it. Was, it was funny, though, because you said the morning of she was like taking forever to get ready. And you're like, what are you doing? We're just going for a walk. Like, why are you getting all dressed up? I know. So it worked out perfectly. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. Good day. Um, last thing to tie it back into Bruce Bolt, Ian. Very next day, where do you think the kid is at 7 a.m.? He's hanging it. He's still swinging it. He's swinging it. There's no it. days off. No. 
Sunday morning, Bruce seven bolts in your car. That's it. Feel ready? How's your swing? No, I'm dialed. I hit off the tee today. What else is great. new? Nice. Nice. Hitting on, th- hitting on Thursday again. You usually get Zach, bored or what? Because usually this is pretty early for you. I was going to say, Zach. Out. Why are you fuck, Why are you fucking hitting? Do you I'm think? At, I'm at Wrigley, so I just, it's like so easy to walk down the cage. Zach, do you think you'll ever be at a point in your career where you don't hit until January 1st? Yeah, if I sign a three-year, $62 million contract, probably. 61. You'll continue to get it wrong. Damn it. Um, then, no, but then I'll just wait a little. I won't. Listen. I, I don't think so. I, I think you'll will. still hit a week the after thing the is, season. Dude, I it's so fucking gross how, like, I do enjoy it, but then I get so mad, but then I enjoy it, too. Like, there's no better feeling than thinking you have it during, mm-hmm. like, you know, when something flips a switch, you're like, oh, my God, this is great. And then you wake up one day and you don't know where your right elbow is. And you're just like, I don't know what's going on. I, I think you can definitely I, overdo it, but I don't think it's a bad thing that you no. enjoy going to hit. Like, I'd say it's a pretty good thing. Yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I just need to learn how to have some grace with myself where it's like, correct. Hey, bro, you know, it's this, it's December 1st. You're not going to be ready to hit a fucking 90 mile hour slider from hell. Like, like, in the off season, you have to, you have to pick the things you want to work on. Yeah. And you have to work on them. And do, and so again, something that I've, come to terms with a little bit better this year it's like for you to make a change you have to be very intentional on doing it every day or like truly keep hammering at it it's not going to switch overnight and that was like my big thing where like i would try something one day and be like it looks the fucking same where it's like bro like your body's not a machine like you have to you know train it one way to move or like completely exaggerate one thing to move it that much you know Mm-hmm. And if you and if you play that if you play the chase game all off season, and then you get to spring training and you're like this doesn't feel right, then you just like you spend right. all the you spend all that time in the off season hitting for something that you're just gonna wash when you get to spring training. Right. Like and I did, like I've done right. that. Like I did right. that and I did that the off season between eighteen and nineteen. Like I spent all off season trying to do something that completely fucked me up and led me to hit a buck twenty in spring training and get sent down. And it's like. Yeah. I, I did it for the right reasons. Like I did it to try to be a better player and to like do some of the stuff that I was being told was like the right thing to do. And it was like, didn't work. And yeah. so then like, I learned pretty quickly, like, all right, like I'm not going to, not going to wholesale my swing to do something that when I get to camp, I'm just going to be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. And that's nice right. Thing. And that's again, where I've, I will give myself kind of a pat in the back where it's like, okay, I've, this is what I'm choosing to attack this year. And like, if it feels like shit for a day or two, like, Hey, we're, we're still going to, we're still going to do it. You're going to give your time, yourself time to adapt to it and learn to it. Opposed to just being like, nah, blow it up. Zach's also the most confident self-deprecating person that I know. He is at all times, very confident in his abilities, but he will also have a bad game. And the very first text is I fucking suck. I'm completely lost with my swing. Next Bro, you don't is, know how but, it but is the, with a but hitter, I'm not man. Saying, yes, but I'm not saying that for a second you doubt yourself. It's just you're quick to be like, I fucking suck. What well, the like, f- I'm, it, I couldn't it, hit it's anything. It's just so, like, unless you see, like, this is so how you shouldn't coach or say anything, but, like, unless you see, like, results, right? Mm-hmm. 
hundred percent. Why? Like, I'm a human being. Like, I'm gonna be like, hey, bro. Like, look at the back of your baseball card. With like, yeah, like your ass right now, bro. It's all good. Like, but I said but then, it to Scooble. I said it to Scooble last week. It's Tom House's thing where he says process over results. Like, you just right, need and that's to what I'm saying. Like, trust your process. Right, but as cliche as that sounds, I'm I'm about done with the the p word process here because it's like, hey, brother, you know. But again, to that point, like I also haven't really trusted the process either because I've blown yeah. everything up that I've tried for two minutes. Yeah, it's really hard when you know there's more in the tank and the stuff you try doesn't give you the results that you're looking for because you know it's for in sure. there. And, and that, you've made that's, the swings. Yes. Like you've made the blackout swings. Like that that feeling when you're in the game and the dude throws a pitch and you go like, holy shit, how'd I do that? Bro, like, like, we've, we've, we've all done that, and it's like, all right, now I have to make that repeatable, and then you search for the thing that is going to make that repeatable, and when it doesn't work over and over, you go, what the fuck? Because I know yeah. it's in there. I know I have the ability to do it. I have to get to it more consistently. And then, like, trying to form that plan to actually do it is the hardest. It's the hardest thing about hitting. It's and that's, the hardest thing about sports. that is 100% what separates the good players from the great players, the bad players from the good players. It's just, like, they're able There's to There's no bad players it. in the MLB. Sorry. Okay. In general, the guys who, you know, who fizzle out after like rookie ball where it's just like, Hey man, like, you know, I'm just saying, um, it's like the people who figure out how to repeat it day in and day out or, okay, Hey, this clicked. Okay. I'm going to stick to those little principles. Even if something is a little bit off, like, okay, I'm off today. Like, how am I going to make this swing work? You know, where, how am I going to get through today? And then like the the flip side of the, the hardest part is when you know what it is that gets you good and you start going shitty, what are your cues to get back to good without right. falling into the deepest, darkest hole? And like, shit, I've been doing it for a while. I fell into a deep, dark hole for two months and like clawed out of it to find, I was looking at, I was actually spending a little bit of time on IV yesterday. Like I had a thousand OPS for the last, two weeks of the season right and like that was when i found it again like i right from june left-handed from june until september 17th was grinding and that's that that sucks from like me i like my middle of the year this year like you could have thrown me anything and i'm like yo i got it like everything was kind of clicking you wake up like okay i feel good my body's in the right spot and then towards the end you know you see your at bats kind of go down a little bit and you're trying to hit you know, three doubles and one at bat. And then you look up like, again, I was hitting like 225 or 230 with like three weeks left in the year. And I'm like, yo, let's do it. Let's put all the pressure on yourself to finish. Yeah, 250, 260s right there. It's yeah. Right you there. know, and then little do you know, 205 is right there as well. When yep. you're having limited at bats, you go over four, you play dude. again next week, you go one for four, one for five. And you're just like, fuck me, dude. Like, how do I stay away from, again, it's, you know, it's easier. Like, you know, when you're playing every single day, you know, you're getting five at bats, you know, it's all good. But at the end, at, on that side too, you know, you're getting, you're there. You you're better getting, fucking, you, you better figure it out. It's so easy to press that too. It's like, you know, I was hitting, I was hitting 310 at the end of, you know, at the end of April and I'm hitting 290, 300 at the end of May or something. And then it's like, Oh shit, like end of June, yeah. you're hitting 250. And then it's like, all right, you know, still got this right there. And then like before you know it, you're hitting 230. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. 
and yeah. like when you watch that happen and you, like every day you come into the cage and it's a battle i think that's like the stuff that people don't see as much as like when you when you lose it when you when it like when it escapes you for a little while like those days in the cage just suck and that dude sucks so like with my role the only time that i would really hit because i want to stay you know i would do my routine early but then like if i didn't play it's like okay i have to go into the cage basically just hit machine or bp like there's no time to fucking figure it out in live pitching oh by the way you're gonna get a pretty big at bat here and you have to trick yourself that you don't feel like shit and then like it it, it it it's just a different man like you, you, how do you how do you fight through today and get a win out of that at bat it's yeah. fucking hard man it's the biggest it's the biggest challenge is the mental side is so important because sometimes you can just confident yourself back into being good and sometimes it's it really is a physical thing that it's just and you need one cue to get you back and you can go through 50 cues and the 50 that, first yeah. one is, is that's the right the, how, one. Ian, how frustrating is there dakota when you're pitching like this cue worked for me last week. Like, why is this cue working, not working right now? Like I'm thinking oh, about my pinky toe. Why is it not working? Yeah. I, yeah, I always did that when I'd pitch, I'd have like one thing where I'd think whatever it was, just something little, I'm sure it's the same for hitters. Like just one little thing. I'm like, Oh, when I do that, I located that right where I wanted. That was electric. I'm like, let's just do that every time. Next time out there. It's like, wait a second. Why'd I yeah. yank it? It worked yeah. last time. It's yeah. wild, dude. The human body and the human mind is so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it took me it took me two and a half months to figure out that if I had just put a little bit of pressure in my back knee from the left side, like I'll rake. It took me two and a half months to figure that out. You know how many different things I tried in those two and a <laughs> half months? Holy shit. Ian, I was going to ask you, because um, I noticed it last year, and like you've always walked a lot, but like when you see, like I remember looking one time and your average was like, whatever 235 but your obp was still like 360 like do you try to walk more or like try to just work counts more i just when you know you're walking. struggling I, it, it, yeah a little bit of both i end up walking more because i foul balls off and get deeper into counts like when you're good when i'm going good like those hitches i don't miss you know i hit mm -hmm. hit him and play i do damage and when i'm going bad which is a thing that I've like worked on and developed over the course of my career is like, instead of getting my ticket punched, like I'm fouling those balls off and letting myself go deeper in counts. So the walks come, uh, when I'm struggling, but also, um, you know, sometimes when you are in that space where you don't, you don't feel very comfortable or confident, like the best thing you can do is get deep in the count, just try to get on base. And so there was, yeah. there was a lot of that. There's a lot of that in the middle. And like early in the year, I walked a ton and was going good. And then the middle of the year, I was struggling and walking. Yeah. That's, how you stay, that's how you stay productive. That's what I was going to say. I feel like that's an added benefit that you both of you have good eyes. Like walking when you're scuffling to get hits, you're still getting on base. And that's what it's all about sometimes. Yep. And that keeps you going. I know some of the guys that I've talked to in the past, you know, Riz or a couple of conversations with Votto on first about like, those are successful days in the big leagues. Like when you can get on base and like, that's what keeps you going through the course of the season. Like those things are huge. Like if your bad day is oh for two with two punchies and two walks, it's like, well, got on base half the time. Like that's, that's sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah. You, I mean, and that I try to preach that to young guys when they come up is like, I know that when you're in double A AA and triple A, that doesn't feel like a good day because you're just dominating, but it's a great day in the big leagues. Dude, like, there is no, like as bad as it sounds like, one of my favorite things to do, especially when you feel like shit, is grind out a walk. Mm -hmm. Like that is so good for your First mental. Better the day dude. walk. Oh, oh my god! Especially, especially 
Go ahead. Riz will text me all the time. He'll look at the box score, and I'll be over two with two walks, and he'll say, two walks today. It's a beautiful day. Like, he just like that. He we do that to each other, and you know, having someone that is like a constant reminder of like the importance of that is huge for me. Huge. Well, obviously, for like you and Riz, who are in the middle of the order, like you don't want to do that every day because you want to drive in runs. But like to your point of like younger guys, like hey man, if you're down in like seven, eight, nine, get on base. We don't. You turn that if you turn that lineup over to somebody like who is who's a Nico at the top of the lineup who's going to put the ball in play. Like PCA, if you can walk in the eight hole, man, and have your speed on first, great. We don't need yeah. you to get a hit. Like just like, find a way over to first base. As big as it is for the team, and like baseball is so tough because it, it's like, oh, it's good for the team. Like, yeah, man, every, when you do good things, good for the hit. team. No shit. But also, <laughs> like baseball is such an individual sport, hitter, pitcher matchup. Like it's so individual. Like what that, and I think the toughest thing for analytics to like, the human element of it is when you go over three with a walk instead of over four, it is such a big mental hurdle. Like when you go over yeah. four instead of over five and a walk, if you go over three with two walks versus an over five, like that gets you to the next day. Mentally, yeah. that gets you to the next day where you can go and actually have the success the next day. When you stack two over fives on top of each other, it's like, holy shit. I just had 10 at bats in two days and didn't sniff getting on first. Yeah. But if you go over three with two walks and over four with the walk and you're over, you're above, you're above over seven, you're over you're, seven with three walks. You're like, if I, there's a couple hits, dude. we're right back in this thing. All right. And it's funny. Cause like from the other side, from a pitcher's side, obviously guys want hits. Like it feels better. Like, Oh, my swing feels good. I got a base knock. But like from the pitcher side, I get way more pissed when yeah. I walk a guy versus give up like a single in the six hole. Like if you roll over one in the six hole, I'm like, ah, fucking lucky. Like whatever. But if I walk, you're like, what are you doing? You gave the guy the base, like yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Like those I think, are way more. I think that like our offense in Chicago this year had a lot of success when we would like work deep counts and get guys to give free bases and it would kind of pile like the days that we walked, we didn't just have like two walks, like we would have like five. Mm-hmm. And like when you get a pitcher, especially a starting pitcher, to walk a couple guys in the first two or three innings, like that is huge. You know, oh, you're having yeah. a mound visit. You know, there's guys yeah. out there starting to move around. Pitch counts up. That guy's like up sex. He's giving away free bases. Like yep. those are the type of things that can really get an offense rolling. And it is like such a huge part of the game. Yeah. But last point is like you said with the younger guys again they're probably coming up thinking like, it's not sexy for me to walk. Like I want to come up and set the world on fire, which is of course like a mindset people will have, but it's like, you got to just, if you're a rookie and you can come up and get on base 350 OBP, like you're going to stick around most likely. You, like, around. you can just that, get on base. It also shows a, that it's not too big for you too. Yeah, exactly. It was a like, huge, you don't, mm-hmm. it was, it was a huge part of our philosophy in Chicago in those early years was like getting on bases like super important and they they looked for guys that walked and slugged you know it was a priority in the minor leagues it was talked about and like benny zoe i went up to work out with the big league team my first spring training at 16 i wasn't in big league camp but i went over there for one day and i was taking ground balls at second with benny zoe one of the first things he said to me was like do you walk i was i was like yeah actually i do I'm got a pretty good eye ben yeah <laughs> it's, and it's he, one he of my was, better strengths at the plate and he was like well when you get to the big leagues Walking is really hard. It's like, it's really, really hard. 
getting pitchers don't miss that much in the big leagues no. either. Like and they like, don't and throw like that winning, many balls. Like winning three two counts in the big leagues is really hard because guys don't give in. Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting three two heaters. Like I don't want to walk three, him. Here's yeah, a heater. You're not getting a three two heater. Like Dude, especially we if had, you're good and you're hitting the middle line. You're getting three two splits. You're getting three two curveballs in the dirt. Like they're still trying and, to strike you out. And like that <laughs> always has resonated with me. As Benny's always like, it's not easy to walk in the big. Bro, league. we had a we had yeah. a quote in Detroit. I think it was two years ago. It was like three two is two two. Where it's like, if you get to three two, you can't be like, all right, okay, I'm good here. I know what I'm getting. It's no. still like. Bro, you got to treat that shit like it's 2-2. Like, hey, this is still a fucking huge well, pitch. And the funniest part about the big leagues is, like, even 3-1, like, you're not – you're probably still not seeing a heater. Bro. Like, they're, like, pitchers can throw, especially starters, throw four pitches for a strike. Like, they feel confident in everything. So, it's you like swing, you're – If you swing 3-0 and you foul it off, there is something in the back of your mind. You're like, he might come something else here, bro. <laughs> he might. Yeah, 100%. Ugh. How do we even get to that? That was good. I don't know. That was good. That talk. was that was Zach's favorite segment of the last it's organic, 187 it's episodes. Right <laughs> yeah. It's time to take a break from today's episode of Compound and tell you about our friends at DraftKings. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5. An instant dub just for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code COMPOUND. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code COMPOUND. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, guys, let's get you right back in to this week's episode of Compound. The MLB announced the spring breakout game is what I had as one of them. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So that, do we know exactly what that is? That's going to be, is that all different prospects or is like the Cubs prospects playing the Diamondbacks prospects? That's what I was going to ask you, honestly. I figured it was like a team. Tom? I viewed it as like the fall stars or like the what's the thing in season they do? The futures game? Is it? The yeah. Fu- is it not I like was like, isn't this game? basically a futures game in spring training? That's what uh, I viewed it as. And that's why I thought it was kind of weird. No, I believe it's each team. So I, I think each team's prospects play like, as, as Ian said, like the Cubs would play the Diamondbacks prospects because it says 30 teams are involved. So oh. I believe that's how it works. I will read, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I saw it and I was kind of just like, oh, like, that's cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of the big prospects like play in spring training games. Like Brennan Davis was hitting in spring training games when he was 19. Like Pete Crow Armstrong was in spring training games at 19. Like, yeah, I guess I people have to. I guess people have to wait until like the seventh or eighth inning to see that, and then true. Like if you know, if you like really care about your your team, you'll know like the double A prospects. But like 
the average viewer doesn't know those guys. So I guess they're trying to like really pump them up, Tom. Yeah. So the Cubs play the White Sox on Friday, March 15th. Uh, both organizations are supposed to send 20 to 25 of their best prospects to the game. And then we used to, we used to do this in spring training because I remember going to Texas and playing a game like this in spring in like 16. I hit a homer. That's why I remember. Bad. Not a big Oops. deal. Oops. Uh, but I do remember doing something like that. Obviously it wasn't televised like this and hyped, but. I'm sure it'll, I thought be, it was a nice, a, sure it'll yeah. be a nice thing. I thought it was a cool like idea. I mean, I don't think it's anything too crazy, but like I said, like I feel like that's I like it better that it's like the Cubs prospects play the White Sox prospects. I thought it was like, oh, like each team sends like three of their best prospects. I'm like, we do that already. It's called the futures game. I think Major League Baseball is trying really hard because every other sport, the top prospects are immediately at the highest level. And I think baseball is trying really hard to put some light on the prospects so people know who they are when they get there and then they are stars when they arrive and easier to mm-hmm. market. I think that's kind of the goal here. It's smart. And they've definitely been trying hard over the last couple of years to do that. Well, here, here's my gripe. We'll move right into my gripe. They, they're trying hard at that. But then this past Saturday, they had the MLB award show, which I didn't even know happened until today. I was listening to a podcast and I heard them say that it happened Saturday. I said, fooled me. I had no idea that even happened. How is that possible that like you're and I get like award shows or whatever, like most of the time. But it's like, I feel like it should have been hyped up a little bit more to where at least I knew it was happening. Like, I had no idea. I don't know if you guys did, but I had no clue. I'm sure I saw them. I saw them on Instagram and everybody was dressed up and they were like, oh, the all MLB thing. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, how is that possible that people in the world of baseball didn't even know it was a thing? Like, I didn't even know that was a show. Yeah, I think uh, all MLB is a newer award. It's an end of the year all star type of award, and it's just one team. So you don't get like ALNL. You just get one group for the entire league. They definitely spent a lot of money on the production of that thing, right, to put on the dinner and bring everybody and have red carpet and everything. So you'd hope that there was a little bit more hype around it. Maybe celebrate the guys that had great years a little bit more. But this, I just feel like this always happens with MLB. There was something, it might've been. Yeah. There was something earlier this year. I remember. Yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck are we doing? It's like, I want, it's basically like Super Bowl Sunday. They're announcing something and it's like, what are we doing? I remember seeing it on Twitter. It's like, Oh, the MLB, like whatever awards it is, is on tonight. And we're like, well, this is one of the biggest sports night of the year. What are we doing? Like, why do we have this on TV today? That was that was the craziest part is it was like you said, there's three NFL games. There was bowl games all day. And I think NBA was going on college basketball. Like, that's a crazy choice. Like, honestly, do it on like I know it's a weird day, but do it on like a Tuesday night. Like when there's nothing like you're going to at least have a chance of getting people to watch. Oh, but again, like, no, is the all MLB like? Are people going to tune in to watch? Like, ooh, no. I see who wins? Like the all MLB team? Like, Grant? Yeah. Like, you know, basically, it's like, yeah, all right, Garrett Cole, Adley Rutschman, you know, like, mm-hmm. I agree. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I mean, people. Yeah, I don't know that people are necessarily tuning in for like the NBA, all NBA awards or the. 
true and NFL, whatever they do. And that's well, not that wasn't my gripe. It was more just that I didn't even know it was happening. Like yes. I agree, I don't think like no one really watches the NFL Pro Bowl even. Like no one really right. watches that stuff. But it's like you should at least know what's going on. And you could pro- you could probably do a better job of making a making a show around it, interviewing the players, having players interview players. Like the All Star Game is a big deal. Like the All Star Game in Major League Baseball is a big deal. They do a good job of like televising that and having guys walk down the red carpet, making that a big deal. So I know that that's in the middle of the season when nothing else is going on and it's literally the only show in town that day, but they definitely could do a better job of, of some of the, some of the award stuff and highlighting some of it better. I mean, Rawlings does a really good job with the gold glove show on ESPN and like doing that, you know, that's guys accomplish a lot and to actually celebrate it's important. Mm-hmm. For sure. Is it not obviously gold gloves its own thing, but I'm obviously that wasn't like like gold glovers didn't go. No. Like you could have went and I wouldn't even know. Yep. You would have no idea. Let's let's go to the blast now trade. We got Blast Now Margo. and Margot headed to the Dodgers for uh prospects. One but one was in the big leagues. One was uh, in the big leagues with the Dodgers. Right. Yeah. Um. The right-handed hitter. What's his name? It was pitcher. Deluca. No. Wasn't Deluca? Oh, Pepio. 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 But wasn't the guy going? I, I don't know if it was finalized. It might have been just a talk. Um. It was like a guy like Deluca or something that I thought might have gotten traded to. I guess not. Um. But and yeah, um, I mean, I faced Pepio this year. I mean, he has an electric heater. Um. And then they it's, bring in a, then they bring in a guy who has even more electric heater with a better curveball, and I then mean, extended him for one hundred and thirty five million dollars. It's a trade. It's a trade that makes sense for both sides. I mean, it makes sense for the Rays to un, unload the contract and get some guys that will probably be studs for them because that's what they do. And then it makes sense for the Dodgers. They needed a little bit more pitching. They go out and get Glass now. They extend him, uh, and you know if he turns into being he is an ace when he's healthy. One of the best in the game. Have you and faced him? Nope. Uh, I faced him when he was like in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, yeah. Way back, they say not. him on the uh, on the Tampa mound. I don't know if you've played it in the trot before. Not since 17. They yeah. say the mound is like I, I was there in spring training this year. We had a game in there. And like as soon as you walk onto the field, it just grabs your eye. You're just like, holy fuck, that mound is huge. And they say when he gets on there. And he's up there throwing just straight downhill. It's like, I mean, we have no chance. Like this guy is incredible when he's on. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the best in the game. And you know, if they can, if they get him healthy for twenty five, thirty starts a year, you know, at that at that price, I mean, it's he's he's an absolute ace. Yes, yeah. I mean, the question is, how the fuck do they get him healthy? He's thrown over a hundred innings as a starter once in his entire career. He's thrown over a hundred innings twice in his career, but one half of that was out of the bullpen in Pittsburgh before they traded him to Tampa. I mean, the guy's thrown, never thrown more than 120 innings. The last, you know, you go look at his last five years, this year he threw 120 innings. Previous year he threw 6.2, uh, coming off Tommy John, 88, 57, 60. I mean, this is a guy that you're giving $135 million to. I And he's he's entering his age 31 season. He turns 31 in August. I, I think this is an insane contract to give. Obviously, you see the talent, but... 
there's been nothing in his track record that has shown to this point that he's worthy of a five-year, $135 million investment because at the end of the day, he hasn't been there when teams need him. Is is there something to say to that, though? So, like, say he's missed a few years because of injury. Like, he still has so much left in the tank at the end. At, like, to play devil's advocate. Like, yeah, okay, he's been hurt his whole career. But then on the other side, like, he's got a lot of bullets saved up where it's like if you get anything of what this guy was in Tampa – with the help of the Dodgers as well, who have a history of, you know, I mean, just having guys, right? I mean, They're the best of developing pitching, in all right? Baseball. You know, so like, obviously, again, it's hard. You know, hundred thirty-five million dollars is a lot of fucking money. Don't get me wrong, Tom. Like, I agree, you know, but if that takes them over the hump, because that's been their, you know, their Achilles heel has been starting pitching over the last however many years, right? You know, if that gets them over the hump, I, I would say it's worth it. Of a guy whose upside, his upside is so high. Yep, I have two. I have two other counter arguments. One would be uh, that the Dodgers could be so good that they just need him in the playoffs, yep. and you know, even if he is injured or down in the middle of the year for a little bit, like if he's there in the playoffs, it's a big deal for them. The other thing is, I I think he had so he made all of his starts in twenty. I think he had. I think he had an issue in nineteen that like he never got surgically repaired had that same issue in 21 and then like this is like the first time that he actually got it fixed was when he had to get when he had to get a TJ so came back this year you know made 21 starts and then like he's actually kind of feels like he's actually healthy for the first time um you know we'll find out how real that is but like Zach said the upside is just so ridiculous and like you're paying Starting pitching gets paid, and you're paying Garrett Cole three hundred million dollars right. because he makes thirty starts a year. Like that's what if you're if the guy makes thirty starts a year and he has the stuff, like he's making three hundred million dollars. So like one thirty five is the price for the upside, and if he figures it out and he's healthy, then you're paying one hundred thirty five million dollars for somebody who should be worth three hundred plus. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys are making the the fair points that if he's healthy, he has the potential to be one of the best starting pitchers in the game. This is also, though, a guy with a career 3.89 ERA. And in the playoffs, you know, a limited sample size, obviously, 45 innings. But that's not, you know, 10 innings. That's, you know, 45 and two-thirds. He's got a 5.72 ERA. So you're talking about a guy that hasn't pitched well in the playoffs, hasn't thrown more than 120 innings in his career. He's eight, eight years into his career, doesn't even have 600 innings. The upside is obviously there, but it feels like a lot of things have to go right that have seemingly never gone right for him in his career all at once to have the kind of success that you'd be paying someone. Even if you, I understand your point, you're right, that he's not making Garrett Cole money. $135 million for five years, though, that's, I mean, Garrett Cole's contract's 10 years. There's that He's getting, on an average annual basis, something not dissimilar from Garrett Cole, and he's not even in the same realm of conversation to me at this point. He also his ERA in Tampa after he left Pittsburgh, his ERA in Tampa is uh three two. I was gonna say, and then so on the other call, like Shane Bieber, right? His career ERA is a three two seven. Who would you rather have, Tom? Or anybody? Like who what Shane Bieber? Who what is Bieber's contract gonna be? He's got one more year. Does he? Oh, he's gonna get traded, right. Right? Yeah, and then extended if okay. 
Got it. So okay, so say he has another Shane Bieber year. What is he? Does he get more than Glad? He would he get more? I mean, yeah. You look at his contract; it's one thirty-five. I mean, you look at like what did Nola just get? Like one seventy? I don't know. I think Nola just got one seventy. Like talking about Nola's been healthy. He's been really yeah, healthy. It's true. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. I feel I like, like a lot of it's I like, timing. I like, like the move for the Dodgers. Like if Bieber goes out and has a healthy season and season and shoves again, like he might get two hundred million. Right. Like if he goes out and is nasty and he's a Cy Young finalist or whatever, like and a team really needs an arm and maybe the free agency is weak, like maybe a team says here's two hundred for you. Like you, know, I feel like a lot of it is just like what's available out there and what teams' needs are at the same time. Bieber last year threw more innings in only 21 starts than Glass now has in his entire career through 128 innings. And he's crossed the 200 inning threshold twice. Starting pitching is a spot to me where you want the best availability, the best skill is being available. So the, yeah. the, I, that to me is I, I just respectfully to Glass now, who's a great guy. He's on the Chris Rose rotation. He's he's an awesome player, just not the kind of starting pitcher that I want on my team. But the Dodgers are lucky that they have so much talent in almost every spot that maybe they can afford to take a risk like this. And if it pays off and he gets 30 starts for the first time in his career, they're going to look like geniuses. I'm trying to, I'm looking at, I'm looking at pitcher contracts over $200 million. There's actually not that many. Would you like to hear them? Please. I'm all ears. Grinky, Scherzer, Kershaw, David Price, Garrett Cole, Strasburg. That Strasburg one is so interesting. Did they ever come out and say, because remember they said, yeah, we're going to honor the rest of his contract. And then he was going to have a, like a retirement thing. And then they canceled it. Am I wrong? Didn't, didn't something like that happen, Tom? Yeah, no, you're right. I was Googling it right now. Cause I, I don't know whatever came of that. The last that we heard was that on September 8th, that they were, they, they planned that press conference, I believe for the next day. And then they had canceled it. And we right. haven't since, a lot of that's probably going to come down to the insurance stuff. I mean, Ian can probably speak better that than I can of the Nationals. I'm sure yeah. don't want to be on the hook for. They don't want to be right, contract. right, exactly. That's yeah. Dude, I don't, that, I don't know if they had insurance sucks, on it or not. Man, that um, sucks. You would think they. I mean, they. You would hope they would have insurance on that kind of contract, even before these injuries that derailed his career and ended it. He was always a guy that was, you know, much yeah. like last now was was always kind of injury prone. And had a great run in the middle there. Oh, I mean, one of the most electric pictures of the 2010s. Like, even I remember his debut, Strasburg, where he punched out, I think, what was it, like 11 or 12 in the yeah. first start. And that had that, you know, the Nationals really hadn't had any juice as a franchise at all. They get him, that he makes that first start. All of a sudden, all right, Nationals are something now. And then he I was cannot, big in the World Series run. I yeah, cannot believe that they won the World Series that year. I mean, look at the guys in that team, though. They had Soto. They no, had Soto. I, yeah, no, dude, yeah, I know. Holmes, ever heard of him? Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's the homie. Zimmerman, Rendon. Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Group was stacked. And they yeah. had Scherzer. They had Scherzer. Daniel Hudson. Corbin. Nasty out of the pen that year, too. Wasn't Schorber on the team? team? No. No. You sure? He's yeah. on the team of the year two years later. They won in 19. He was on the team in 21. Yeah. Clean it up, Dakota. Mm. Mm. 
I don't know. Omega Accounting Solutions. E-R-C. E-R-C. The Employer Retention Credit is a government tax incentive that helps small businesses get back up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes. If you're a business owner with five to 500 W-2 employees who continued to pay taxes and employ staff during the pandemic, you can recover the overpaid money and get a refund of up to $26,000 per employee. Don't miss out on your small business tax credit, even if you got a PPP loan. Call 800-643-CUBS or visit smallbiz.cashback. Just kidding. Smallbizcashback.com slash cubs for a free consultation. The, it's been a little bit slow out there. Okay. It's been a little bit slow of an off season. The people are getting a little antsy. See the, I see the people on the Twitter. They're like, MLB needs to fix the off season. I said we should talk about this last week. This week, does MLB need a deadline? Reagent deadline. How would that work? Yeah. Then like, what happens what, if they don't get signed? Happens? Hey, you can't play. I don't know. What happens are, in the other sports? I think it makes the players more at risk of taking like a lesser deal. Like if only one team's like, hey, we'll give you this. No deal. Okay. Well, guess you're what free happens, agents. What happens in football if people don't sign or basketball? They remain free agents. Carson Wentz this year was a free agent until like what? Like week 14 when the Rams finally signed him? Yeah. He was out there practicing in every gear he ever had from every yeah, that was team. Funny. Trying to, is trying there to like is there like a penalty if they don't and they have to like I'm confused of what happens. I don't really know. But would it be more exciting for the offseason if like the deadline it's tough. Our offseason is also hard because we have holidays in our offseason. So we have Thanksgiving and then we have the Christmas New Year's holiday area. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, where yep. the the world kind of stops and people don't really do gotta, business. Gotta touch them all. We gotta touch them all. So it's like <laughs> Tom loved that. Yes, it's like if you were gonna do if you were gonna Boxing do a day. Don't forget first, about Boxing Day. Also I was gonna say one. it's not just Christmas, okay, Ian. Okay. If you were gonna do a December first deadline, then you would have people working like through Thanksgiving. Good. That's your job. Do your job. Sign people. So you probably have to do like a mid-December deadline. Would it be like super entertaining? Yes. But then nothing would happen until the deadline. Because like that's what happens in the trade deadline, right? Like nothing happens until the deadline. If you put a deadline in Major League Baseball, I can promise you one thing. Nothing happening until the deadline. Nothing. Yep. Yep. Why don't you just have like a dead? Is that what you just like? Why not like a dead period? I mean. If you had a. You could do that, but the World Series would end November fourth. There'd be a dead period until December fifteenth, and then no. nothing would happen until December twelfth. No, I'm saying the other way. Oh, what? What? I'm very confused now. I'm saying you can sign people up until November December fifteenth, and then you can't sign anyone until like February first. Yeah, I get that. I'm saying if there's a deadline, nothing will happen until the deadline. He's just no. saying the MLB oh, waits for everything. Like when you do like Correct. the trade deadline, like technically you can make trades all year, but nothing happens until. Yeah. But I feel like July the off season is different. In season, it makes more sense because some teams are figuring out. Like, let's be honest here, the Cubs this season were like, okay, let's see how they play this next month. They might be sellers, they might be buyers. Like in the off season, it's teams are still trying to get good players. Like it's not like you're going into next season today and being like, oh, we're gonna suck again. So like, let's just get a cheap guy. I mean, I hope teams aren't doing that. It would definitely be nice to have like a, you know, a week in the middle of December where 
things get figured out and everybody knows where they're going for the most part. And there's like a little bit left over, but it does, it takes some leverage away from the players being able to wait. You know, I, I do, I think it'll ever happen. No, but I don't it, hate the be, idea. Would it be better than the slow burn of this off season where it's like, we're about to hit Jan one and nothing's happened. Like maybe. I agree. Don't say we're about to hit Jan one. That scares yeah. me. Let's get the people their screen time. Presented by our friends at Sloan. Sloan is the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. The company is at the forefront of the green building movement and provides smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water-efficient products, including flush-o-meters, faucets, sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. To learn more, visit Sloan.com. What's the screen time? Give me a screen time. I, I warned Dakota this morning that this is going to be. Yeah, he said he's going to be worse than Tom. I didn't say Tom, did I? Why am I getting, why am I getting ricochet shots? I'm not even you involved. Said was, you said he texted me and said my time's going to be higher than Tom's. I had 454. That's not even that bad. Yeah, but hey, I, I kind of manipulated it here for a while. You felt it getting high and you're like, I'm yeah, and I'm like, hey, because I was, I woke up pretty early this morning and I was sitting there and I'm like, fuck. Mine's Dang. mine. Oh, there we go. Three forty-three for me today. That's a high time. Oh, it is high for you, Ian. Actually, Tom, no way. Tom cheated. Had to have. Do twelve. Tom, Tom, you Tom. dog. Tom, it was, it was all at three a.m. too. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, did you? The did you bars turn your are hilarious. And your Tom's got Tom's got two phones. I'm convinced. <laughs> Let's go, Tom. That's a win for you. Mine was 243. That's good. Good oh, for you. Oh, I think that's my first win of the year. Last first win Tom, in history. Tom, when you woke up today, did you remember that we were recording and then just stay on your computer all day and text from your computer? No comment. Listen, I'm just I'm happy <laughs> to get a victory. I'm happy to do what I had to do to get the victory. We needed one hey, before the, I respect all the all the loyal Tom fans out there. We finally got one. Tom you definitely brought like an iPad to the office and was like, I'm only using the iPad today. Well, when you have when you have zero messages use on your phone, that's when you know that mm -hmm. somebody's manipulating. It's all right, Tom. That's a that's a good win for you. Deserve hey, it. I like that. I'm I'm pumped for you. It's big. I like that. Hats off. All of us sub five too feels good. Like I feel like we're getting a lot. Better. I was flirting. I was flirting there. But you stayed under. Yeah. That is episode one eighty eight of the compound podcast presented by Parse Rum. My favorite rum, your favorite rum. Go to Benny's. Go to your local liquor store. Ask about Parse. If you're in Florida, there's a whole list on the Parse website. All right, it's a great time of year to drink Parse. Ian forgot to say this at the end of the episode, but this is our last episode for 2023. We're off next week. We'll be back the following week in the new year, and hopefully, we'll have a lot of great hot stove baseball to talk about. Thanks for supporting us all year long in 2023, and we'll see you in 2024 for the Compound Podcast.